all those times you left auditions crying because you're like, oh, I got cut again, you know, because I have blonde hair. And then to finally get that first call, you're like, oh my God, it's it's all paid off. And I think that is the most rewarding moment of all time is just feeling that being like, this is it. We did it. Hello guys and welcome or welcome back to High Key Adulting aka the not so serious guide as to how to live your best life no matter who you are. I'm Jada Jones and I am here today on a lovely Friday. Guys, I'm early. I'm on top of my ish and I'm so proud of myself but no for real I had to get this up. I had no choice. We're here early. Let's go ahead and catch up a little bit on what's been going on in the lovely United States of America. Currently, right now, if you guys don't want to hear this, just freaking skip, but we have to talk about the election because I really need to just address how happy I am, how proud I am of our country and, well, half of our country, more than half of our country, who has voted well. <laughs> um, Right now, as I'm sitting here, it is currently 12.56 p.m. on Friday, November 6th, and right now things are looking up, y'all. Things are looking up very, very well, and the chances are very slim that we are going to have a re-election for the man who's sitting in the office right now. I am so happy. I'm feeling really great and really confident, and I'm, I don't know, I'm feeling relieved. Not gonna get my hopes up too high, even though right now I think they're as high as it can possibly get. I don't know how much happier I can get at this point. To be honest, I already had it in my brain that so-and-so was going to win again. So I was already planning on having another four years. Like even though I knew that I voted the way that I wanted to and change was happening and social media was loud, I didn't want that to make me feel like falsified, like falsified hope of like, oh, we're gonna like have change, you know? So I was like, let me just go ahead and assume that we're going to have him for the next four years. And then if he doesn't win, I'm going to be even happier. So that's why I think that's why I'm really happy right now, because I'm like, oh, my God, like it is so clear what the results are about to be. And this is crazy. Like this hasn't happened in so long where they haven't announced the president on the night of election day. Like it is so weird And I know the whole freaking world is watching us looking kind of weird right now. We just look stupid, honestly, <laughs> um, but I'm ready for this thing to be over and yeah i'm just so excited I'm getting on a plane tomorrow and i'm going out of town for a whole week to shoot something so i'm not gonna be here and that's why i'm kind of doing everything super early but i hope that i know who the president is when i'm like not on a flight or like not having my phone you know because that would suck like i'd literally be one of the only people in america who doesn't know who the president is and that would be crazy so i hope i know before we start shooting and before we don't have our phones um but yeah that would be really really interesting <laughs> there was this episode of big brother i think it was it was it was like a separate season of big brother it's like a side series thing of big brother that they had uh they had like a summer version of it in 2016 when trump won and y'all they were the only people in america who did not know who the president was and julie literally you guys have to look up the video clip it is so funny but so sad because it's like you're reliving all the emotions again of like just losing so uh yeah please look that up for your own sake and just watch it and look at how funny it was i don't want that to happen to me basically i just don't want that to happen to me i don't know i'm just so happy i'm feeling really good and all the anxiety has kind of gone away like this is so tmi but i feel like my stomach has just been hurting for like the past like three days and i felt like i literally could not release anything from my body because i was holding it all in so um you take that as you want but it's been crazy it's been a crazy week and i'm really glad that it's starting to funnel out and it's becoming clear what the results will be for the next four years thank god so yeah i think that's all the updates for today i really don't want to ramble for that long because this episode is too good for me to just ramble all over it so today i have my friend sarah rose we actually met in new york city when i was living there at an audition and yeah we've stayed friends ever since and she's really honestly the coolest human freaking ever she talks about the journey that she took becoming a professional dancer and how she got her literal first job straight out of college uh, for Disney in Tokyo and it is 
it's just so cool and now she's like we're basically living the same life honestly just kind of waiting for auditions kind of waiting for things to be a little bit more clear but she's like started twitch live streaming and she's been making money off of it and she's just again one of the coolest humans ever you guys are going to love her personality love her energy i don't really have a quote of the week i need to start planning these again better because it's kind of turned into me rambling for the first five minutes of the podcast episode which I don't know if you guys mind, but uh, before we get into the episode, I wanted to remind you guys to rate and review the podcast at Apple Podcasts. It helps so much, even if it's just a sentence, a paragraph, something, and you guys seem to be loving it, but show some love on Apple Podcasts, and yeah, that's about it. I love you guys so much, and with that being said, stay strong, stay beautiful, stay lit, and I will talk to you guys in next week's episode. Bye! Oh my gosh, guys, I have a lovely friend that I met in New York City on this podcast today. Hello, Sarah Rose. How are hey, you? This is so crazy. What? I know. You recently became, what, a Twitch live streamer? So you have, like, all this gear. I'm a, I'm a Twitch streamer. I know. It sounds so ridiculous. I'm still so new at it, but I'm a Twitch streamer. It's super cool. I love it. I love it. You look like the classic, like, I'm a girl gamer, girl boss, like, all oh that stuff. You look god. amazing. It's like, blonde so hair. You've got it. Oh, my god. I mean, hey, just saying, I work what I got, you know? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Use what you got. Done and done. What do you play on Twitch? I'm, like, still, I don't, I still don't know, like, what the freak, like, you do on there. People are always like, you should make a chat room or, like, a something. I don't know. What do you do on there? So basically, like, okay, so I'll start from the beginning. So I started Twitch streaming probably like three months ago, like three-ish months ago. So I play video games. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm admitting that out loud, but I play video games and I play video games with my boyfriend because that's what we've been able to do while we've been long distance, obviously, because thanks COVID, that's great. So we play video games long distance and uh, he was like, you know, you already play video games and you're looking for a way to kind of feel like you're performing or kind of feel like you're, you know, making use of your time and he was like why don't you just stream yourself playing on twitch and i was like wait what is twitch so three months later i uh basically live stream myself playing video games it is pretty crazy i basically have like a little webcam in the corner i have like a pretty legit setup and i just play video games and people um donate me money so i've made almost That's over amazing. three thousand dollars so far oh my it's, god it's- it's, what it's, the no, it's, it's crazy. People make so much money off of this. And like, I'm almost to a point where I'm like, can I keep doing this and I was make this say. my full-time job? Because also, you can post so, on YouTube. Can I you know. not? So Do that's it. my goal. That's like my next step is to start like kind of developing a YouTube channel. Um, which ask is me why anything I'm talking you to you, need. the yeah, YouTube I'm like... queen. <laughs> <laughs> Literal YouTube queen is like right here. So like, <laughs> I, I, that's my next goal is to try to kind of take it to YouTube. But it's been a really crazy, a little crazy hobby I've been doing over COVID. And I'm so thankful for it because it kind of makes me feel like I'm performing because I get yeah. to put on makeup. I get to like, you know, be myself. Your voice and, and everything. Funny. That's so fun. I love like, that for It's kind of like improv. So like it, it, it's, it's a crazy thing. I know people... Uh, definitely who are not part of this generation like having to explain this to my family members right like, wait what is twitch what do you do like what do you, what do, you, do? Do, you do wait you keep uh-huh. your clothes on like <laughs> They just, they literally, they just don't understand, but that's, that's yeah. what we are. We're in a generation right. where we have, we have gigs that we can pick up and just like make money from. And it's, it's really awesome. And I I'm love so it. I'm so proud of you. It. Yes. Crazy. Literally when you announced it, I was like, that's amazing i was like that yeah. is so cool and then like your little like no one can see it but i can see it her like headphones are so pink and like vibrant and it just looks like you like you just look like a whole gamer and i'm here it's for just, it it's awesome <laughs> i love it so much anyway anyways that introduction was so weird but can you actually give an introduction on yourself who are you what is the work that you do go for it hi my name is Sarah. Uh, my name is Sarah Rose. And yes, my last name is Rose, um, which is super crazy. Everyone always thinks my first name is just Sarah Rose. And p- to this day, people are still like, oh, is your like first name Sarah Rose? What's your last name? I'm like, no, really, it's my last name. But yes, hi, my name is Sarah Rose. Um, I, uh, well, live in New York, not normally <laughs> because right. of COVID, but I live in New York. Um, I'm a dancer. I'm an actress, a singer, an aerialist, a Twitch streamer. Uh, I, I, what else? <laughs> right, that's right. Pretty much, that's me. I just, I do it all. So, uh, and I'm friends with Jada, who's so freaking cool. I love her. And uh, yeah, I was like, I need to have her on this podcast. I think you and 
I can both relate on so many things before this episode, we were talking about just everything about COVID and how that's affected our jobs. And I don't know, you and I are pretty similar people in a sense that like, you know, I mean, well, any performer for that matter, just like want to get back on their grind, want to work, do their thing, do the thing that they love. And when you're stripped of that, like, it feels like you literally don't have a purpose at all. Like, do you yeah. feel like that, like, especially well, right we were, now? Yeah, we were just saying because, like, when when you have something that makes you so happy, because I've been dancing my entire life. It is my life. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, been dancing since I was four years old, and I hope to never stop it. And all of a sudden, one day you wake up, and all of that's taken away from you. And you have to basically, you know, you have to move home, and you have to find a life that's not really anywhere close to what we were living in New York City. Right. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like you're in a place where you feel like you have to find happiness in things that don't truly make you happy. Yeah. You know, like dancing for me is the one thing that makes me feel so alive, like just just like truly myself from the utmost part of my personality and my soul. And to be stripped of that just makes you feel like you have nothing, you know, and, and trying to find happiness in other things is so hard when you're so used to finding happiness in one thing. So yeah. it's been it's been a journey. I definitely feel like over this time this COVID time, I think I have grown so much, not just like mentally, but also physically and also just like spiritually and finding things that make me just as happy as I know as alive as I felt dancing. I think that's been the hardest struggle for a lot of people. And it's taken me like what we've been doing this six, seven months. And it's taken me this far to finally kind of feel like I'm at peace with myself and finding things that sort of make me feel like I'm still performing and I'm still getting mm-hmm. to influence other people and, and that kind of thing. And it's it's not been easy, but like it's it's definitely been a journey. And I hope we look back on this year and think like, wow, you we know, really like look at shit. all the yeah. amazing <laughs> things that we did that came out of this terrible time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So agree. So it's it's nuts. But yeah, how has COVID made you feel? Dude, I mean, everyone already freaking knows how I feel about this, but I think we can (laughs) both relate on just everything, like just feeling, I don't know, I I agree with you on the part that I feel like I finally reached a point as of let's say the last month and a half where I actually feel at peace yeah it's literally been about a month and a half like of not like crying every single no just kidding um but like (laughs) I I wanted to cry every single day I wake up and I'm like okay this is life still yep (laughs) yeah I don't freaking know it's just it's been rough it's been so rough but Mm -hmm. I think yeah I think I've really reached a point over the past couple months that's just been like hey like yo life still keeps going hours keep moving seconds keep moving you just gotta keep going and look even if you have hard days which we all will do even when COVID's over we will all still have hard days um it's about really just like getting yourself back on your high horse and doing the thing you know right is that like after all this when I do have those hard days I will be able to think back to a time when I had nothing and I didn't have you know like when I'm having a hard day in the city I'll look back and be like remember all those you know remember that year of my life (laughs) that I couldn't be doing what I'm doing right now right and I think it'll make me more thankful and I think it'll make me more, you know, just, I don't know, just so happy with the life I am living, knowing that at one point I didn't have this life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's so much to, I, I feel like, yeah, in the future, even five years down the road, just looking back and being like, right. you know what? Things aren't that bad. You know, like, it's like, exactly. you can always find something out of it. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been crazy. I was talking, who was I talking to? I talked to so many people on the podcast, but I know I was talking to someone and it was about how when we look back on like history, like, you know, in textbooks and stuff like that, when we're reading things about how people went through wars and famine and things like that, it's like, what were they thinking when they were like dead smack in the middle of their actual event? And like, now this is going to be written into our history. What the hell were we thinking? Like during this time, you know, like, what are we doing? You know, like, this is literally going to be in history books. And like, yeah. And kids, our kids one day and our grandchildren will be like, you guys live through COVID. And we're like, yeah, one day the entire world stopped. <laughs> and I had literally. To, literally, like, I picked up my bags that day that all of New York shut down, which I'm sure if anybody who lived in New York City was probably the scariest Me. day that I think New York has probably experienced in a really long, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously yeah. since 9-11, but I think that was one of the scariest days we've experienced since then, because it was all of a sudden, everything just stopped. And we had to, you know, everybody had to worry about, okay, wait, where am I going to live? Do I need to get out of the city? Like, all of a sudden my job was like, I think we're going to close. And and so many things were happening that it was like, wait a second, I need to be out of the city and I need to leave right now. And mm-hmm. it was just, it was a crazy, it was a crazy time. And I, I just like, 
I'm excited to be able to tell my kids and my grandchildren yeah. and their kids about this crazy time that we yeah. that we experienced and how much we grew and how much we lived through and yeah. That's, wow. that's all. Yeah. No, I feel the exact same way. Oh, my goodness. Do you remember what day you left? Do you remember the exact day or you don't know? I remember probably it was definitely in March, right? Yeah, it was I definitely in March. Like I left the 14th. I left the 14th, so I don't know I when you think left. I left. What day was that? I left the Monday. That was the Saturday, I think. Then I left, I think, the 16th. It was like, okay. it was like something like that. It was that. It was in like within four days. My mom was like, I booked you a flight. You're coming home now yeah. like you're coming home tonight what do I do yeah. like do I pack for a week do I pack for two weeks and I'll be honest I packed for like two weeks I was like mm-hmm. oh this will be easy well you know we'll yeah. be fine and all of a sudden I was like wait a second I have two yeah. weeks worth of clothes and I'm living at home now <laughs> oh my god no that's happened to so many of my friends but for me luckily I got out of my Airbnb I guess I can call it a contract sure but it was one of those moments where I was like, okay, I don't think my mom and dad are going to have the time to, obviously, they, first of all, they didn't want me to fly because I lived in North Carolina. So it was no question in my mind. I thought they were honestly going to leave me up there to stay there for like the next two months because look, we didn't know how big this was going to be. So I was like, in my head, in my head, my friend had just moved in with me. She was going to stay with me for a month. She had just gotten there that Tuesday. And then it was like a small vacation. She was going to stay there with me for a whole month. And then she ended up leaving and getting an early flight back home that Friday, which is crazy because she packed for a whole month to stay with me. So I assumed that my parents were going to just leave me up there for the next two months to just finish out this contract because I didn't think we would cancel it. But yeah, Airbnb was like, cancel all your shit. Like they like had all the terms and like all this stuff. And they're like, you can get out of all your like stuff. No, my parents drove up for 10 hours to come and get me and all of my stuff. So all of my stuff luckily like got back to Charlotte, like nothing. I have no belongings in New York City. So what happened to your apartment and all that stuff? Well, I technically still was on lease of my apartment. I was subletting the time, but I, my sublet wasn't over until July. So I basically went home with like two weeks of worth of clothes thinking like, I'm fine. This will be over in no time. It's fine. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, wait, I I, I guess I'm going to be here longer than March, April, May, June. And yeah. my sublet was up in July. And I was like, well, I, I, I have to go back. So I live in Ohio now. So we were able to just drive, you know, to New York, mm-hmm. get all my stuff and get right out. And I have to say, like driving back into the city when it was like that was like COVID time, yeah. it was empty. It was wow. we were driving down like, you know, we we're driving down the main streets and we were like, this is this is it where is everybody? And it made me so sad to think that this is the kind of world we were living in right now. But all I all I told myself is that I can't wait to come back. I just, I can't wait to come back. I can't wait to be here again. Like, and it just made me like promise to myself that no matter what, like I'll be, I'll be back, you know, I'll be back. Mm It's crazy. Oh my God. Yeah. No, I was talking to my friend Natalie and we were talking about how like, she was like, I miss New York city. Like a person. She's like, it's not like a place. It's like, it's like a sister. It's like a person that I miss. Like she was like, it is so weird. And I was like, you know what? I feel the exact same way. Like it's an attachment to your New York. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know why it feels like that, but it feels like someone's like, like you, like you're losing someone. Like it felt so bad. I don't know what it was, but I was just, I didn't know what I was going to do. Cause like, once you get to that point when you're like, you know, financially doing things on your own, you're like living in the city, you're like making a life for yourself, making a routine for yourself. And then you're just like, like literally knocked back to five years ago when you were living at home with your parents. And that's how I felt because like I had just moved back from uh, Japan because I lived in Japan a year before that. So Mm -hmm. I had just moved back from Japan in October. Oh yeah, you did. That's when we met because that's when we met when you got back. I had only lived in Japan or I had only lived in New York since October and I was so excited because that was my first time moving back to the city, not in college, you know, not like whatever. So this was my first real big move as an adult and I was so excited and I was so on top of it. And I finally felt like after, I mean, by the time, you know, January, February, March came around, I felt like I was finally in my groove. I was booking things. I was feeling like I finally was, I had my routine. Work was going really well for me. Auditions were going really well. And all of a sudden, like, boom, gone in a second it's over and all of a sudden I'm moving back home with an uncertainty of what's going to happen next you know Broadway shutting down the first time that's ever happened in years ever and here we are I think yeah exactly and just to be like well now what and never in my life have I ever had to sit there and be like now what 
Like, what do I do now? I'm living in a, you know, I'm living with my parents again. I'm living here with, and I don't really have like any friends here because my parents have moved from where I grew up. So I'm living in a town that I don't know anybody. I just had my family, but my family was still working full time. You know, they still have their jobs. So I'm just sitting here like, okay, now what? What am I supposed to do now? And oh, yeah. okay. January, February, March, April, May, June, July. Like it's still going August, mm-hmm. September, and now October. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's felt so fast and short at the same time. And that's just like, time yeah. doesn't exist. Time is a construct. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like yeah. these couple months, like I don't even know what to look back on right now like when COVID started except for that day when like I left like that's what I remember so in the moment and then after that it's like what happened these past like five six seven months like I don't know I have no idea so yeah but I'm so glad to see that you and I are you know like starting not just you and me like I really do think a lot of people are you know getting their swing back in school and you know just starting to get yeah starting to just get a rhythm of something but that's freaking awesome um I'm glad mm-hmm. that we both also find you know just the good and stuff and that's a really hard thing to do guys like it's really freaking hard so I mean I know I again I think you and I feel so fortunate just to even have a freaking home to come home to you know of I can't course. even imagine all the people so who fortunate. didn't have a house to go back to so yeah so it's been hard but I do think that looking back on all this will be like there's something bigger than all of us right now and hopefully it takes this thing that happened to us for us to just be more grateful, a little bit more empathetic, just nicer people as a whole. And yeah. yeah. And really appreciate our surroundings sometimes. Like I feel like there was a reason why all this happened. And I'm hoping after this, we come back to a place where we can appreciate each other. And maybe, yeah. maybe this, this allowed people to start reaching out to people they hadn't heard from in a long time and, and things like that. I'm hoping people still keep those tendencies mm-hmm. that they developed over COVID, whether it's, you know, being more in touch with your family or reaching out to people who are long distance more, or, you know, finding things that make you happy other than your job or stuff like that you know just finding things in your world that make you happy and make you feel like you're fulfilled when everything is stripped from you agreed agreed great way to look at it let's talk about how we met really quickly because I think that can (laughs) just go there and then we can move back so like you said you had just came back recently like from where were you were in Japan or were you in Shanghai before I was in Japan I lived in Tokyo for a year so it was Tokyo Mm -hmm. and you had just gotten back that like October 2019 I moved to New York September 2019 so we got there at about the same time yeah we were neck and neck and then we had an audition was that in 2019 or 2020? No, I think that was in 2020 because that would have been when audition season started. I'm trying to think which apartment was I in because that's the only way I'm going to remember. <laughs> okay, guys. So we proceeded to talk about how we thought we met in 2019 or me. Actually, I messed up. We actually met this year. This year just seems so like long. I don't even know. We met this year is what I wanted to say because there's a lot of banter and it just didn't need to be in the podcast. So yeah. And then we had auditions and then we saw each other again. So yeah, like Sarah Rose was literally even in my vlog, the last vlog that yeah, I had. Yeah, I, I am in your vlog. Like the last, wasn't that the last one in New York that you did? Yeah, that was the audition that we had. And even at that audition, you and I like off camera were talking about like, oh, how bad is COVID going to get? Like this and this and this. Right. So, yeah. You and I just met in an audition and then it's just like, I don't know. It's just the connections that you have, like that you just kind of make and like keep up with and whatever. It's yeah. just, it's so freaking beautiful and you can't even do that right now. Like you can't meet new people and do all this stuff. It's these connections that we've got to keep fostering on but that's how we met and yeah. I wanted you to go in about your whole how you got into performing all that kind of stuff because I don't know that either so I really want to know all of that and we can just go from there oh okay crazy um <laughs> hi my name is Sam <laughs> like I'm introducing um, myself again <laughs> this is kind of a funny story how I started dancing dancing it'll be a quick one before I get into everything else but um when I was a kid I had a lot of problems with like people I had a lot of anxiety I you know wasn't I was the type of person that I couldn't really be in a room with a lot of people because there too many people were looking at me and like I had a I had a lot of anxiety issues as a kid and my parents just couldn't figure out what to do to get me out of my shell because I was just I was so scared of everything I I, I mean I was scared to go outside I was scared to like go to school like I was scared to do anything I they I just they couldn't get me out of my shell no matter what they tried I was just so so shy so so you know just I just couldn't I just couldn't find 
a way to self-express myself. So uh, my parents, a dance studio opened up next to my dad's work. Um, and my dad was like, well, this is her last option. Because at this point, I tried like swimming. I tried soccer. I tried like every single sport you can put your kid in. I couldn't do because I wouldn't get out of the car. So my parents were like, let's put her in a freaking dance class. And honestly, this is, sounds so stupid, but it was like, the minute I walked in, you know, it was Aww. meant to be. <laughs> but basically, that's why I started dancing. And like it, it, it brought me out of my shell. It brought me out of, you know, whatever I was feeling. And it's kind of been like that ever since, you know, my whole life has been. So I've been, I'm primarily a dancer. I've been dancing my entire life. Um, I kind of dabbled in um, some acting and singing uh, when I was a little bit younger, but I didn't really start seriously studying it until I moved to New York, uh, which was in 2015. I graduated high school and I moved to New York and I went to AMDA. If anybody knows what AMDA is in New York, I went to AMDA and I studied singing and musical theater. And that was kind of my first real dive into musical theater. Like I've always been a dancer and I always knew that I wanted to live in New York one day. That was always my goal is I want to, I want to be a dancer. I want to be in New York. That's always my goal, no matter what. And I always knew that, but I don't think it was until I kind of started going to school that I realized like, Oh, musical theater is, this is, this is awesome. (laughs) I was like, this is really freaking cool. And I think I really started, I really started to like love it. And I really started to decide that this is kind of what I want to get more into. So I went to school for just a year and then I booked Disney Cruise Line. If anybody has ever heard of Disney, I don't know, some random company. Um, So I booked Disney Cruise Line. So I did Disney Cruise Line for two years and that was like my first real professional job. And I don't, I think it was, I mean, I, I really think it was like the perfect it was crazy job that was perfect for you it was like it not only was it the first like more professional environment I've ever been a part of but it taught me how to you know be be a good you know had it taught me how to have a good worth ethic it told me how to you know be able to sign in to rehearsals every day and how to you know have to I had to actually write down choreography and books because we had so many shows and it really taught me how to be a performer you know from the utmost part of myself I'm not just like oh I'm a dancer it's like oh wow I'm a performer and I'm I'm a professional performer now. So that was my first time really dabbing into like professional things. And I knew from there that that's what I wanted to do. And I was like, this is, this is definitely what I love doing. And, um, I did that for two years. And then I went to Japan. Um, I lived in Japan for a year. I was in uh, Tokyo Disney Resort, if you've ever been there or heard of that. But I had my own show there, which was very crazy. That was probably one of the most amazing experiences I've ever experienced in my whole life. Living in another country is first off, I will give that hint, guys. If you ever get the chance to live in another country, do it. Do it. I talked about that in the last podcast. No, do it. Would do it. It is. It is so eye opening, and it is so. It, I just. I can't even explain how much of an experience you get. I mean, I. Tr- I feel like I truly. I really growed up. I mean, I grew. I growed up. <laughs> I really grew I up, up. <laughs> in. I, I'm I really grew up in Japan. Like I lived in my own apartment. I, you know, I had my own show. So everything I did was, you know, revolved around like what time I need to be there, and I need to keep. I need had to keep my body super in shape, and I mm-hmm. had to watch what I eat, and like it was. It was a very a very big experience for me and I felt like I really grew up and even just being immersed in such an like an environment that's just it's beautiful I mean Japan of all places it's a it's a beautiful place and I loved every minute of it so I would say if you guys ever get a chance to travel or just you know live somewhere do it do it do it because I I don't want you to go through your life being like oh man I really wish I lived in another country or Mm -hmm. I really wish it don't ever don't ever wish just do you know, I didn't think I loved traveling as much as I did until I started traveling. And now I, I like can't stop because you just you you get to experience so much of life that you never thought you could. And you it really makes you appreciate the people around you For too. Mm-hmm. Because you get to experience so many different cultures, so many different, you know, types of ways people live their life. And that is so eye-opening as a person. It makes you appreciate so many different things in your life that you never thought you would take you were taking advantage of. You know what I mean? And I think right. that was one of the most eye-opening experiences I've ever lived because not only was I living in a completely, you know, first world country that's so drastically different than, you know, where I live now, but also like it was a very professional environment where I had to take, you know, I took my job very seriously and everything I did was very serious. And I think that was a really big eye opener for me. And I really, I enjoyed working for Disney. It's a very, it's a very good company to work for. And, you know, they expect a lot of things from you. And I think it was a perfect jumping off point for me because I feel like I learned a lot about professionalism and worth work ethic and all these things that really 
are important that you need as a performer that I don't think I realized I needed as much of, you know? And so now I feel like it's really changed who I am a performer too, because now I know that like, you know, I need to push myself to this point. I need to look like this and I need to, you know, and I think it's really motivated me too, to want to, want to be even better than I was then. So yeah, so I did that. Um, and then I obviously moved back to New York. <laughs> I was super excited. It was like my first time moving back because last time I was in New York, I was still in school. So it was my first time moving back to the city. Like I'm an adult, like everything mm -hmm. is perfect. You are there for like, what, six months. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> punch to the face. It is over. It is done. Go back home. And I was like, great, cool. That would happen. Now looking back on it, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't want it any other way. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I was very happy with the, you know, the, the experiences I've had so far, and I'm really excited to see what comes next in my life. And I'm going to keep pushing, <laughs> you know, pushing for those things to come. And I hope that, I hope they work out. Oh, I'm so excited for you. That is so awesome. As soon as we met, you were talking about like your Disney experience. And I was like, oh my God, that's insane. You know, and we were talking about how like you booked that job. And I was like, okay, so like, who's your agent? Like, do you have an agent? You were like, I don't have an agent. And I was like, <gasps> I was like, what? I was like, you booked, like, that was like one of your first jobs, like real, real jobs. Yeah. And like, you booked that without an agent. So what would you tell to someone who wants to kind of book that kind of job? Like, what, what do you think got you the role? Like, how was that whole process? Well, I kind of like, accidentally I so I wanted to go to I I've always wanted to work for Disney I mean being a such a Disney fanatic growing up like I had gone to their auditions a few times but like you know usually got cut because I'm 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 really short and that kind of thing um and I had there was a face call like for you know face characters right before the dance call so I was gonna go to the dance call as normal and I was like you know what I'm here a little early and they're like oh early. are you signing yep. up and I was like uh no I just was trying to know where the dance call is and they're like oh well the face calls first did you want to sign up for that? And I was already there. I wasn't really looking like some of these girls, like some of these girls walked in and I was like, I had my hair like in a bun. Like I was ready for a dance call. And I was like, okay, sure. And so I, you know, I did the face call and it was a dance call. And I was like, wait a second, what? And then of course, obviously towards the end of it, they like taught you a couple combinations. There was a lot of across the floor. And I was like, this is actually like a legit dance call. And I made it all the way to the very end, like down to like 10 people. And I was like, this is kind of crazy. And then the, they were like, okay, thank you so much. You know, we'll, we will call you. Don't call us, whatever. And then <laughs> I was like, I was like, wait, should I still come to the dance call? And she like, the way she looked at me, she was like, you're good, honey. And I was like, okay. Yes, <laughs> so I remember just walking out of being that. And like, you know, when you have the feeling that you book something, mm -hmm. I was just like, I think I booked that. Like, I think I booked that. I don't know what I booked. I don't know what I did, but like, I think <laughs> I booked something, you know? Yes. And then obviously, you know, and then I, and then I booked the shows and, and it was awesome. But I was like, I, you, you just have a feeling like anybody yes. who is a performer, you, you have a feeling when you know you book something or you know that you got a call back. You're like, mm -hmm. oh, that was good. That agreed. Was really good. Agreed. You know, I like you, you totally, you were just saying earlier, like you knew. Yeah, I, yeah you we talked about back. it. I know I did my best. It's just, it's just the energy. It's something about it. And it's like, and that's like, that's the kind of stuff that I miss so much is I just, I mm -hmm. miss that like adrenaline, like the adrenaline yeah. rush I get in auditions is like crazy, you know? And I, and I think that's the most thing I miss the most is just like auditioning and being in the room and just, and just seeing everybody and you make such good friends. I mean, that's how I met Jada. Yeah. Like right. you're in a room with thousands of other girls who are literally just like you, who are in the same place, move back to the city, the same time like yep. who have so much in common with you that you just you turn around and you're like hey how's it going mm -hmm. and, you know and that's how we became friends I think I asked you like I think I remember I think the way I met you was like I asked you like wait did you get a call back oh I think that was a week <laughs> Hi, did you get a call back? And you were like, yes. And I was like, okay, let's be friends. Oh, yeah, because we had because they gave us bands. Wasn't that the weirdest thing ever? Yeah, that yeah, and they, they gave us bands. Was it was like so what? random. But I was like, me and you were the only ones that got called back out of that group. And that's why I was like, mm -hmm. cool. Let's just like stay close to each other. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. Because I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how you make the best friends and I have so many good friends that I've met just from auditions because Same. you're just you're you in a place and, and that's the thing is you see them every day mm -hmm. you know like Same. I saw you over and over like what's up yeah, what's absolutely. up you were at that right the Footloose audition where the, oh, the doubles I was all of them. I was like what's up girl what's yeah. up and that's the thing too like the biggest the biggest thing I think about the performing world is that as big as it seems it's so small it's very and, small and, um, 
knows everyone. And if, you know, that's why you got to be the best, you know, version of yourself, no matter where you are. And just know that if you, you know, if you backstab someone else, you're probably going to get them an audition a day later, or they're yeah. going to be casting you on something a day later. Like it is so small and you have to, you have to be so aware of how you're coming across because like that mm -hmm. could, that could make or break a job for you. For real, your career. <laughs> I think I went on so many tangents there. That no, that's amazing. As you should, literally. I was like, just yes, yes, yes. So was that like a one week process or was that it? Was that all the callbacks and everything like a day and like, or was that it like was a it. process? One day. It was one Wait, day what? and I didn't, I didn't hear anything from that audition for two whole months. Two whole months. I like had finally like been convinced I, I didn't get it because usually it doesn't take you them two months to get back to you. No. And I finally was like, that's it. I didn't get it. It's fine. You know, like typical like, oh man, like mm -hmm. my life sucks. And all of a sudden I, I was super caught off guard. I was at the mall and all of a sudden I like, of course, because I never answer my phone. I get a voicemail that's, you know, Disney Cruise Line. And it was like, mm -hmm. hello, you have, you have, you know, you've booked a, a contract. And I literally remember just like getting this message and falling to the floor and just sobbing because it was my first real professional job. Yes. I mean, I mean, people, if you understand that if you've been dancing your entire life and you've been waiting for a moment to finally book your first professional job and I did it, you know, like that was my first ever real professional job as a dancer and like everything mm -hmm. else just goes away and you're like, this is it. Like I did yeah. it, you know, I did it. And all those years of having to prove to your school teachers and having to prove to yourself, like right. I can do this. I can do this. You know, I, I know, I know I can do this. You know, I know I can do this. I know I could book something. And then you book that first job. And it's like, you're like, wait a second. I it paid it. off, girl. It yes. paid off. And everything you've been working for and all those days you spent crying in the dance studio, all those times you left auditions crying because you're like, oh, I got cut again, you know, because I have blonde hair, <laughs> like stuff like that. And then to finally get that first call, you're like, oh my God. It's, yeah. it's all paid off. And I think that is the most rewarding moment of all time is just feeling that being like, this is it. Oh. We did it. Like we did it. Talking to your soul. Like we did it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody, yeah, I'm sure you get that when you book stuff before you just, you get it. Of course. Yeah. That, but I'm just, but I'm shook. I'm surprised that Disney didn't even have multiple days. Like that was just a one day you did a couple rounds and then didn't yeah. hear. Yeah, Wild. either like either there was other days and I they just didn't ask me back. Like they didn't even like interview you or anything or like talk no. to you. Like, oh hi, like we're you know because sometimes no. they usually do that. Yeah, it may have been like for like maybe just one spot or something. Like I don't really know what the case was, maybe. but hey, I don't care now. Yeah, did you know any of the other like ten people or whatever who was on the project? Uh, yeah, now? Two of the other people um in my group actually got casted too. Wow, wow, yeah, that's so, that's so crazy. You we were like, wait. Did, were you, did you audition in New York? Did you? And we were like, yeah! <laughs> you know? yeah. So like, was, it, two of the other people that were there also booked it too. So it was oh really cool. Being like, hey, That's so cool. Oh my gosh. Yes. I wanted to hear that story so bad because I was like, I need to know. Like, I do remember when you were telling me about the character auditions because you were telling me, you were like, Jada, you should go like for that. Yeah. And I was planning on going the week of COVID. That no, was literally, they had. They had auditions that week and everyone was like, are we supposed to go to these? Or it was so yeah. weird. Like you never questioned, do you like go to an audition? And then now it's like, uh, do I go? Like, I don't know if this is safe. Yeah. Is this safe? Like, do, do we, are we allowed to do this still? I know it was a crazy week. It was it a was crazy really week. Weird. What are your next steps? What do, what do you feel like Sarah Rose is heading to? What's your direction? Oh, wow. Um, well, you know, I would like to move back to New York. That would be mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm keeping very open-minded. I was telling you earlier, I just signed with an agency as of like two yes, days ago. It's very new and it's um, not just a performing arts, like, you know, musical theater agency. It's also like, you know, film, TV, commercial, print work, that type of stuff too. And I'm a little interested in that because I never thought that would kind of be a route that I would go. But now I'm starting to be a little more open-minded knowing that there are other jobs out there that I could definitely also book to that go pretty much hand in hand with musical theater. Like, it's like maybe I should open up my mind a little bit, you know, and maybe there is other things I could look into that I might actually really enjoy too. So I'm trying to just like, my goal is to not only move back to New York and not only start auditioning again. I mean, my, I mean, I would tell you right now, I have had the same goal um, since I've been probably nine years old to now. And it's, it's the most simplest goal. I'll tell you what it is. 
hi, my name is Sarah Rose. (laughs) I want to wake up one day and I want to roll over and look at my French bulldog named Gabriel. And I want to say, hello, so good to see you. And I'm going to wake up and I'm going to walk to my ensemble role on Broadway. And I'm going to dance as a dancing tree in the background ensemble role. (laughs) And I'm going to say, thank you. Take my vow. Go back home to my studio apartment with my French bulldog. Yes, ma'am. I love that. Oh my gosh. What a dream. I don't need to be, I don't need to be the star. I don't need to have my name in lights. I just want to be a really great ensembleist for a Broadway show. And I don't care what show it is. That's all I want. And I'm like, that's been my goal since I've been like nine years old. It has not changed. I think it's I think it's obtainable. Like I oh, hope oh, it's obtainable. Sure. I'm gonna drink and work until like I don't care if I don't get this until I'm 85. I'm gonna keep doing it. So that is like that's my ultimate goal, obviously. So whenever that is meant to happen in my life, it will. But other than that, it would be my goal to maybe look into more, you know, other things, commercial, print work, film, which TV, you could so like, do, which you could so do, yeah. You could do voiceover work. I have been trying so hard. My goal is I want to be a voiceover actor so bad for video games. I've tried contacting people to be like, hi, do you need someone to be a voiceover on a video game? Because I want it. They had so many of those on backstage. I hope you know that, right? I know. So and many. I tried it. I want to do it so bad, but I just, I'm going to listen to this podcast and be like, okay, wait, never mind. Screw voiceover. No, I sound oh my like- God. <laughs> Shut up. Oh my God. <laughs> never mind. Scratch that. But it'd be my, I would love that if I could do a voiceover. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying to like, other than that sim- simple goal that I've had since I was nine years old, I'm trying to be open-minded and whatever kind of work that I can get in a field that makes me feel like I'm doing something for someone and yeah. I'm performing and I'm myself. That's all I want, you know, and that's, that's all I want to be. And I'm going to do that as long as I can. And as long as I can, as long as I can sit there and I can make other people happy and make them forget about things that are happening in their life and be like, look at this cool dancing or listen to my crazy voice, you know, then I'm going to keep doing it because that's all I want. That's all I want to do. Oh, I love you so much. I hope you know that. Like, oh my gosh, I'm just listening to you and I'm like, yes, yes, (laughs) yes. I want to ask you, what does a week in your life look like? (laughs) Right now? (laughs) I'll do it today because it's most fresh in my head. I sleep in until 10 a.m. I wake up. I have a bowl of cereal. <laughs> that. Then I um, I look at um, audition websites and I see if there's any auditions and I see if there's any things to look at, you know, as far as if there's anything I could submit to. Um, I've been trying to send some more self-tapes recently. Um, that type of thing. I'm also, uh, I teach a couple classes at a dance studio. So usually that's more towards like nighttime that I like go teach classes. My days are very boring, but, and then a very, uh, the last thing at night is I do is I Twitch stream. Oh yes. Myself playing video games. That is my day right now. I mean, I, my week is so boring. I don't really have a lot happening. Like a week in New York. Um, I'm much more scheduled. I'm, I sound like such a lazy person right now, but like in New York city, I'm go, go, go. Like I wake up. Usually I wake up pretty early. I go to the gym. Usually I work out as much as I hate it. I still go and I work out because I'm like audition, Mm -hmm. audition, audition. Um, (laughs) then after that, I will usually go to an audition probably, Mm -hmm. you know, however early I have to be there. So that's fun. So I go to an audition um, and then I leave the audition. Usually I have this thing where if I get cut, then I'm allowed to go buy myself a Starbucks coffee <gasps> to make myself feel better. Why do we do the same thing? And I always I reward know, myself. And I don't get to play. <laughs> that is so fun. Dude, I do the exact same thing. Literally in all my vlogs, I was, what would, what did I get? Oh my God. I got cut from my Hamilton callback. Like it was literally, there was like 35 girls there, like this no. close. Also, I think, I think they wanted a very specific, like body type and probably, everything because probably. yeah, it was very specific and it was just, yes, because they wanted someone to fill in like a track role. So I was like, Oh, like yeah. definitely it's just like, it wasn't even on my dance skills at all. I was like, shoot. I was like, that sucks. I literally like walked down and I went to like the CVS, like on like 34th and I got like, what did I get? I got yogurt covered chocolate pretzels, like yes. just the yogurt covered. Yes. I got on the train on the wrong side because I just was so like facaded by like everything and I never do that ever I never mess that up like, but I was just like yes, yes, I was so upset I just hopped on it I just hopped on a train and I realized I was in Brooklyn that was what it was I was supposed to go uptown and I went to Brooklyn and I was like shit I was like how did this even happen <laughs> and you're like wait what the heck why am I in Brooklyn I need to get off now <laughs> Yeah, I was like, this is not it. So that's usually like my life. And then after that, usually I go to work. I usually do something, you know, 
with kids, whether I'm teaching, whether I'm babysitting, whether I'm nannying. I do a lot of that. I, I, I work really well with kids and I feel like it's something that like, I feel like it doesn't feel like work to me. So I, I like working with kids and that kind of stuff made me, you know, kind of calms me down a little bit. I think kids bring a very like I don't, I don't know what it is. Just like the way they are, just like when you're in a place they're where present. you just got caught. They're just present. Them. That's why. They're very present with their life. Yeah. They're just, they're so pure and their energy is just so pure and it's so untouched. And I think like being around that when you've had a really stressful day of auditions and you got like six, seven, eight, nine callbacks and you're down to three people and then you get cut and you're like, <gasps> You know, and you just want to scream, but then you look at that yeah. kid's face and you see such pure and innocence and you're like, I'm okay, you know, yeah, and it I just it makes me feel like you're okay. And like, so I like working with kids because I feel like it kind of like balances my like, you know, really complicated yeah. life to a really of innocent, course. pure, like you're fun and you're happy. And like, I used to be a party clown on the weekends. So like, that's my life. You did? <laughs> oh my God. Talk about that, please. I completely forgot about that. I also did princess parties and like whatever yeah, and all I that did stuff. Parties. I did all the stuff and it was always so funny, but I did parties. I was a clown. I can make like a million different kinds of balloon animals. Just saying. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, man. I totally forgot about that. Cause remember I told you that I went yes. to get an interview yes. and that lady yes. was just so mean and you were like, is it so-and-so? And I was like, yes. And she was like, yeah, was no, like, she's just like yeah. that. I was like, she's just like that. She's just <laughs> like that. But yes, um, I was a party clown. I made a poop ton of money as a party clown people oh, yeah, like you did. I like made a lot of money so honestly like it's totally fine people pay like I mean people for parties they pay like a, a lot, lot of money in that's city. so crazy to me they do they do you'll make so money. much bank in two oh days God. like I would usually like and I would work because I worked every weekend like pretty lengthy hours every weekend but I would make just about like over half my rent in a weekend it oh was nice God. and like yeah, I had my butt off for it but like I would make like half my rent in a weekend and it would be pretty awesome because that's like awesome. it's just parties you go from party to party yeah to party. that's it like yeah that's what I used to do in New York but then again like that life feels so far away because like it just feels like forever so who knows when I moved to New York this time I'm always the type of person where I do like a million different jobs like I've literally Same. done every kind of job there ever is I've oh been a waitress God. I've been like uh you know I I have yet to be a bartender that's one I haven't done yet but I've been a waitress I've worked retail I've worked you know like everything customer service like I've done it all so I think like the last thing I have to do is be a bartender but I don't want to have to do that <laughs> and then you're but done. like but yeah so it's like who knows what I'm gonna do next when I'm back to the city I think that's exciting too like ooh, what if twitch goes really well and I can continue <laughs> yes. doing that as a full-time job <laughs> oh know? my gosh I have to check you out first of all that's like a whole other thing I have to go look at you yeah what I haven't seen one yet because oh I I genuinely don't know how it works like I didn't know if you had to pay a subscription for it like I didn't yeah, know nobody knows. nobody knows what twitch is and it's totally okay with that because I love explaining to people and then they're like wait you just play video games and people watch you play videos. I'm like, yeah. What's the yeah. problem with that? <laughs> yeah. It's like you now, or like, I mean, I go live on YouTube all the time, but like yeah. you now, it's yeah, it's kind of like that. But that's yeah. so weird. I didn't know it was just a live streaming like server. Like I didn't know that's what it was. Literally just a live stream. People like I do, I do streams where I just talk. Like I right. just sit there and then people are like, oh, how are you today? I'm like, yeah, good. How's your day? Like you, there's streams where you just talk. Yeah. So like you can honestly try it out because like I'm sure you'd have a big following because it is so, I mean, it is so easy. Like it's really not that hard and you already have the setup for it. You already have the mic. I'm sure you already have a nice webcam. Like you would be literally fine. That's so, so funny because I love this right. game called Agar.io. I play it all the time. Everyone tells me to go on Twitch and stream it. And I'm like, why? Because people would watch you. Because also, like, come on, we're girls. People love watching girls play video that games. Too. It's a that thing. Is, that is it's true. A, why is that? You know, people love watching videos, girls play video games, and they will pay you to watch you play video games. Oh, like, wonderful. It's crazy. When I say I've made over $3,000, like, I'm not kidding. It's crazy. Yeah. All right. So, guys, she's getting me into this new career path. I'm going to have yet another job on my hands to do, and we'll do it. <laughs> The last question that I have to ask you, which I ask everybody, is what is your top adulting tip for the listeners today? Oh, because it's high-key adulting. Ah. God. <laughs> I would say this is my tip, and this is a tip that I learned. This is a tip. <laughs> this is the tip. I was going to say with that. <laughs> okay. Were <laughs> um, you trying to make I that word say, count? <laughs> I don't know. Save, save, save your money. Yeah. I think save your money, which sounds so ridiculous. And you're like, oh, okay, ending this podcast. She's told me to save my money. But like all in actuality, though, like 
save your money. This is coming from for someone who shops a lot. Like I love shopping. Don't get me wrong. I love buying new things. I like, trust me, I get it, but also like save your money. I think, I think every chance you get, um, save your money, you know, you know, get into stocks, get into all sorts of stuff that you can, you can have your money in a safe place that you feel like, you know, I have money in accounts that I don't touch because I don't want to touch and I put money into it, but I'm not allowed to take money out unless it's a big investment. And I think that's the biggest high call, high key adulting tip is that to start putting away money. You know, if you right now, you may just, you know, we're all like kind of young adults here. So maybe you just have like the money you're making right now. Just take like a little bit a week, take like $5, yeah. take like $10 and just put it, it away and it, and it adds up. It doesn't feel like a lot now. Cause everyone always thinks like, Oh, saving is so hard. Like I have to take a big chunk of money. Like it's not like that. Take a couple dollars a week. There's even tons of app that like they round up your prices or things you buy, they'll round it up and take that extra Makes money. And put yeah. It it's like eight, out. seven cents. Yeah. Yeah. So like, just, just like start taking a little bit of money here and there, each paycheck, take like not even a lot, 10%, 20% and just put it away and put it in an account that you can't touch that, you know, is there. And in case you have something really big happen, you know, you're making a big investment, you know, something happens in your life that you need to have real money for then like it's sitting there, you know? So I think the biggest tip is just like, be aware of your money because I know it's so hard. We're in a generation where it's like, trust me, I buy a lot of stuff online. I get it. I totally understand. But it's like, you know, finding just just being aware of like your of your money. I mean, it's it's a very adult thing that I've never had to worry about before. But also like when you're confident with your savings and you know you have a savings, it'll make you feel so much more powerful and so much more efficient and independent when you know you have your own money. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, like have your own account, go make a bank account. Even like even like bank accounts have like savings accounts. Just put money in there. It could be five dollars. It could be ten dollars. Just put like fifteen, twenty dollars of your paycheck every time you get paid. Just put it in there, and it adds up. Yep, and all of a sudden, does. you look at this account that you have all this money that you've been saving up, and you're like, "This is this is it." You know, this is this is money that makes me feel like I'm independent. And if I wanted to go off and make a big move or make a big purchase, you have the money to do it. So I think just like just save. It sounds so yeah. silly because everyone's like, "Oh gosh, adulting, it sucks." But like, just save. Oh, it's not that good. hard. It's yeah. really not that hard and just and taking a little bit at a time. That's all it takes is just a little bit here and there, a little bit of money, take it, put it away, a little bit of money, take it, put it away. So I think yeah. that's my tip. Is that good or is that that's terrible? A good, no, that's great. That's amazing because I think, yeah, there can be so much, I don't know, like surrounding negativity around saving just because it's like, yeah. oh, why not use the money that it's I have now? Good. And like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then not only that, they're like, okay, when I'm going to, when am I going to use this anyway? Like when I'm going to need this anyway, trust me, like you never know. And that's the thing. Even this year, it's like so many people would have wished that they saved for this year, not knowing that maybe you were going to lose your job. Maybe you didn't have enough time to know when the next job or paycheck was going to come around. Like you just never freaking know. And even- yeah for real like even 87 cents like 80 cents 60 cents here and there like all the things that you just like it's like under the yeah. couch change that you're putting for yourself for future you it's great it it's up. awesome yeah and yeah. I promise it'll make you feel so independent it'll make you feel so powerful when you have your own money your own savings you know it just it makes you feel like you have if you wanted to pick up and move somewhere you could you know it's those it's that kind of freedom that you have when you have your own good that's, enough savings that you thing. yeah it's a big thing that's my like yeah. high call like high key adulting like, <laughs> Sarah, shout yourself out real quick on your Instagram, your Twitch, whatever. My handle on literally all things right now, and I'm very proud of this. It's Rara Sosa underscore uh, R A R. I was like, I'm trying to spell it for you. R A H S O S A underscore on like Twitter, on Instagram, on Twitch, on like every every social media account. Love it. So yes. follow it up. I will see you all there on Twitch. I'll see you all there. Well, anyways, I guess that's it. This was a very fun and very girly episode with the two of us. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And yeah, I will talk to you guys in a future episode. Thanks for coming on, Sarah. <laughs> Thanks for having me.